listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week. Today, I have a guest on the show. I'm going to be chatting to Cassandra Foster about social media. So although our conversation does center a little bit around Instagram, it's also about things like Facebook and TikTok. All of this stuff is applicable no matter where you are showing up on social media. But we're chatting about, you know, making social media sustainable and achievable when you're a busy seller, like how to manage that. And we also chat a little bit about even hiring out social media and things like that too as well as effectively really engaging and being authentic the audience that they actually buy from you. So some really great stuff in this episode. I really hope you enjoy it. So let's get started. Hey, Cassandra, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. That's great to have you here. So my first question is just like I ask every guest, be great if you could give us a little bit of an intro about you so my guests can get to know who you are. That would be awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, So I'm a former teacher. I spent eight years in education. I was a middle school English language arts teacher. And then I worked as a preschool special educator, which I really enjoyed. But then I had my son back in 2019. And I realized I wanted to be able to spend more time with him. So I was actively looking for ways in order to be able to work from home and do that. And So I actually kind of fell into social media management. I really like using social media. And when my son was young and we were just starting him on solid foods, this was during like COVID lockdown, I started like an Instagram page all about like the food I was making him and things like that. And I connected with a lot of awesome moms. And one of those moms, she was actually a social media manager. And so I started learning a lot of things from her. And I realized, wow, like, I could do this and be able to work from home. And then I realized, wow, I could do this for educators, which really lit me up because even though I wanted more time with my son, I was really torn because like being a teacher was a huge part of my identity and education is my love. So when I realized that I could do it and I could help teachers and help them market their resources to help other teachers, I was like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. So That's kind of how I got here and how I'm doing what I do now. That was awesome to hear. It's always nice to hear people's stories. And especially I really enjoy hearing people's stories about leaving the classroom because it's something that so many teachers have done or thinking about doing that I know are listening to this. And it can be a really scary thing. And it's nice to know, wow, these are the opportunities you can have if you felt that teaching was, you know, wasn't right for you right now, which I really get. So it's really nice to hear. And it's always nice to like know that you can still be a part of education even if you're not teaching in the classroom. Yeah. So I think people worry that like, oh, I'm leaving teaching. Am I completely leaving the education world? But you can still be serving teachers, helping teachers, working with teachers, doing all that kind of stuff just in a slightly different way. And I like to think sure. of it as well, like I'm I'm helping students just in a, in a different way than I used to, not in a face-to-face kind of capacity, but through the resources I make and stuff. So yeah, it's really cool yes. to think of that way. <laughs> okay, so the questions I have for you about a little bit about social media. The first one, do you have any tips for making social media marketing sustainable for teacher authors? Because we are so time poor <laughs> with so much yes. to do. So just like, yeah, tell us some tips that would be great for that. 
For sure. Your plates are running over. And when it comes to social media, one of the big things is I don't want people to look at it as like another thing that they need to do. I want them to see that it can already work into what they're already doing. So my biggest strategy is to always repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. You do not have to reinvent the wheel when you are creating content for social media. You probably already have content you're creating that you can pull from. You might write a blog, you might do YouTube videos, you might have your own podcast and you can take all of that content and you can repurpose that into multiple pieces of content that you can use over a week or a few weeks on your social media channels. And even if you're just starting out and you don't have those things, you definitely still have things that you can pull from. You have those amazing descriptions that you wrote for your products and you can definitely pull from that. And if you sit down and make a piece of content like about the five tips for like reading instruction, spread those out and make them different types of content. So for example, when I sit down to plan content for my clients, I take a look at like the big ideas that we're going to be working on. And so for example, if we go back to that, like five tips for reading instruction, perfect. That can be a carousel post. So you can spread that out and each one of the tips can be its own slide. You could also share those five tips in a different way using a reel. Some of those tips might be standalone and might need some more explanation. So you could have its own specific graphic for some of those specific tips to go more in depth for your followers. So you are able to create a lot of different types of pieces of content using one idea. So trying not to be in the mindset of just like one and done. Oh, I made this carousel about like five tips for teaching reading and now it's done. And now I have to come up with a new idea. No, use that. And your followers are going to need to see things over and over and over again. And I think some people are afraid of being like too repetitive. But truly, I think I was reading one study like people need to see things like seven or 10 times, maybe even more before it sinks in for them. So especially like with all the noise on social media, I mean, unless someone is a hardcore follower of yours, probably no one's ever going to notice that you are giving out some of the same information in just different ways. And actually, your followers are probably going to appreciate that you're doing that because different people learn information differently. Some people love reading those carousel posts. Some people like watching a Reels video. Some people like listening to you talk about it on your stories. So like having those different types of content and repurposing everything is totally beneficial, not only to your followers, but for you keeping your sanity and making social media work when your plate is kind of running over for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I The thing about like people needing to see things seven times, I've heard that and it's so true. So you don't need to feel like, oh, I've said it once. They never need to hear it again. They do need to hear it again. But the most important thing is that they probably did not see it or hear it the first time because I think we get into this, I mean, it's kind of delusional, but we assume that every one of our followers is seeing everything we post. And it's like literally the opposite. It's like such a tiny little percentage on places like Facebook and Instagram. Like, was it 2%, 5%, 10%? I don't know. You know, they're really low numbers. Yeah, of it is. At, yeah, actually see your stuff. So when you really think about it, that amazing carousel you made, how many of your followers have actually seen that? Like, you could definitely re- reuse what you've done so that the rest of them, the other 90% actually see it and, you know, make it in a slightly different form format or whatever but so like worst case scenario yeah someone technically did see it the first time but they're seeing it a new way 
that the majority of people probably never saw what you posted. So it's like a, it's definitely a mindset thing for sure. Right. For sure. And one of the big things too, is even if they did see that first piece of content, like maybe they saw it, but they didn't read the caption and there's more that you can give them, or maybe they saw it and now they're seeing you talk about it again. And now their mind is going, wow, this is really important. Maybe I should listen to this. And maybe this is something that I can try in my own classroom. Maybe this will make my life easier. This seems really important to this person because they're talking about it a lot. Yeah. So definitely getting out of that mindset that like I can only post about something once. I think you're right. For me, like most of my reels, if I share more than one tip, they also become carousel posts. Carousel posts end up becoming reels. If I have things, like I said, that can stand alone from a carousel post, those become graphics. So I'm always like, I take one idea and I make multiple pieces of content and it will transform your life because you won't be trying to think of something new every time you sit down to post on social media. Yeah. Making things less exhausting because that is one part of social media that can be really tiring. It's just that oh, I've got to make another post because you're expected to post, you know, even if it's only once a week or seven times a week, like whatever you choose, a couple of times a week, that's a lot of content. And I think over the year, like you can feel like you're sitting there trying to brainstorm ideas and it can be overwhelming. So yeah, I think it's really nice to be able to repurpose. I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that. And definitely after repurposing, automating as much as you possibly can. So anything that you can schedule, make it scheduled so that it can go out on its own and you can set it and forget it. And then you can focus on what's really important, which is like authentically engaging with your followers and not just like sitting there uploading and writing a caption and putting a post with the time that you have to a lot to social media. Yeah. Would you agree that like having like a content calendar, a plan is probably a good idea as well? And like 10 minutes for that? For sure. You definitely want to have some sort of content calendar and strategy so you know what topics you want to be talking about and you want to know like what you're going to be posting about when. So those things are kind of strategic, especially during different seasons, right? So we can make sure we're hitting on that seasonal content and those seasonal resources and having things like graphics templates. So having a few templates that you can use for carousels, a few templates you can use for static posts and utilizing those. So it cuts down on your time creating the actual posts. And it really helps you keep things branded so people recognize your posts and recognize like who you are and who's talking to them as they're scrolling. I think that I love that saying that failure to prepare is preparation to fail kind of thing. And I Mm -hmm. always feel frustrated with myself when I've let my content run out. I've let my plans kind of expire. I don't have anything going. And then I'm like, oh, what to post today? It makes me feel really yucky. I feel so much better when I have things batched scheduled like content calendar planned organized templates all of that it makes me show up more consistently and it makes me feel organized and I don't resent social media as much so yeah being organized as hard as it can be is so worth it definitely it is definitely worth it a hundred percent if you don't have some sort of system for your social media content yet I would say that is like step number one before you start posting you mentioned earlier as well about how, you know, if you, if you are organized and you get your posting sorted, you've got more time to authentically engage with people. So that was like really segues well into our next question. I was going to ask you, how can sellers foster an engaged community that is more likely to purchase from them down the line? Yeah, so definitely consistency and authenticity. And so when I say consistency, that doesn't necessarily mean like you having to post every day. I think there's a lot of noise out there in the social media space about how much you should be posting. 
And that kind of frustrates me a little bit because when people can't live up to that, we feel frustrated, we feel burnt out, we feel like we're not making progress. And that's just not true. So when it comes to consistency, just thinking about like how much energy and time do I have to put into social media? It might only be that you can post two or three times a week, and that's absolutely fine. Yes, will you maybe grow a little slower than other accounts? Potentially. But what you're going to be doing is you're going to be putting out high quality content. And again, you're going to be allowing for that time to authentically engage with your audience. And I think that piece is sometimes lost in this like fast pace, like have to reach 10,000 followers, like overnight success. Like I saw on your Instagram the other day, how you're talking about like business is not an overnight success. And I was like, yes, it is not. And social media, even though people are feeding you that message, it's not. It's a lot of hard work and consistency. And that looks different for everyone. And so people kind of lose the social piece, which is the really big piece of social media, which is going to get you engaged followers who are going to want to purchase from you. So that kind of leads into authenticity. So you want to be authentic, just how you respond to people. If you're scrolling and something catches your eye, you know, hit the like button. Or if something pops into your head as you're looking at something, comment on it. Or as you're watching people's stories, just engaging with those polls and vice versa. So like if you put up a poll in your stories, just like responding to those people who interacted with it and just like opening up a conversation with them, even if it was something like super easy, like I think I posted the other day about like, what kind of coffee do you like? Are you like a hot coffee drinker or like an iced coffee drinker? Right. And I just like responded back to people in a genuine way who responded to me. So some people were like hot coffee. I was like, yes, I'm like on the hot coffee train. And then other people were like, oh, I like iced coffee. Like, hey, like, what do you like? Like, I would like to like iced coffee, you know, and just opening up those authentic conversations with people. Because even though it's a business, you're a human and they should be able to kind of see the whole you. And I think that's different than a lot of like traditional like corporate business mindset, right? But really when it comes to social media and like what we do, show your whole person because that's going to help people get to know you. That's going to help people get to like you. And that's going to help people trust you, especially when you're also providing them really valuable content that they can use in their classrooms. And that's helpful for them. And that's what's going to help them purchase from you. Yeah. As you were sharing all that, I was think it got me kind of reminded me of the people that I follow that I think are doing really well on Instagram you know if you look at the metrics of like how many followers they have and how much success they have but and why I like them and why if you know if they offered something I'd probably buy it and it's because like you said they are consistent they're on stories every day or whatever it is they're really authentic they show their lives and I feel like I know them and that no like trust factors there and that's that's why I feel like purchasing from them so I can see that they're doing all the things you're mentioning so I definitely think there's that correlation of doing that stuff and seeing that success and I think it'd be hard I think I think generally it'd be hard to get people to purchase from you if you weren't being authentic and consistent and stuff there's definitely that I like that saying that, you know, consistency and frequency aren't the same thing. People get really confused. They think, oh, they're saying I've got to be consistent on social media. I, I've got to post every day. It's like that is not what it means. It's just like being consistent for you, which could be twice a week. And that's all you do. But you consistently do that. 
Like I think it'd be better to do three times a week for six months than to do seven days a week for a couple of weeks and then just completely get so burnt out. You ghost everybody for like another two months. That would be terrible. So like it's about that kind of consistency that's achievable for you, not necessarily the frequency. And those people I was thinking of that I follow and really like, they don't actually post that much. They probably don't post multiple times a week even, maybe just like once or twice. But they're on stories every day and they're showing up in an authentic way. And I think I probably prefer that to just having something salesy showing up on my feed all the time from them. So yeah, I agree so much. <laughs> yeah. and, and definitely consistency too isn't just about like how often you're posting. It's about your branding. So making sure that like when people see your post, it's recognizable for them. They know who that information is coming from. And that you are presenting a consistent message to your followers. So, you know, not posting about like how one reading strategy is like the best ever and then posting about a competing reading strategy and how that's the best ever, right? You really want to be consistent with your messaging and your branding as well. And kind of that along with the consistency of posting um, is really going to help people stay engaged and really help the algorithm get to know who you're trying to target. And that will help you grow and bring more people into your community as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Being recognizable and, and people kind of trusting this is the type of content you will offer and this is the branded colors you use and they kind of recognize you and they know what to expect from you. And that is definitely going to make things a lot easier. I definitely agree with that. And the next question I have is, is more about hiring because, you know, you obviously help manage accounts for sellers and stuff. So do you have any tips for hiring out social media? Because I know a lot of sellers might just genuinely be so time poor that they just cannot do it themselves, but they might be in a position where they want to one day hire. But it'd be great to hear a little bit of tips from your point of view of like what you recommend for hiring for social media. Yeah. So when you're thinking about outsourcing your social media, one of the biggest tips I can give you is just making sure that your TPT store is really put together. Not necessarily like all your ducks in a row, but when you're thinking about that, like 20% of your products that make 80% of your revenue, making sure that those are really top-notch and quality products, making sure you have good covers and thumbnails and descriptions. Because once you get people in on social media and they click off that, that's where they're going. And that's really where you're going to solidify the sale for people. So making sure you have those things really ironed out can help you definitely feel more successful when you start using social media marketing and when you hire out someone else to do it. The other thing is looking for someone who's going to be invested in your business. You want to have someone who's going to get to know your content so that they can easily help you come up with what you should be posting and knowing resources and things like that. So if they are doing like community engagement for you, they know where to point people for resources. So one of the things that I usually do when I start working with a client is one, hopefully when you start talking to someone, they will ask you about your business. They'll ask you how you got started, what kind of resources you have. They'll ask to see your website and things like that. Like those are all really good signs because that means that person's going to start getting to know what you do. So I always go in and I like look at people's blog posts and I peruse through their TPT store and I get to know 
what kind of content they're putting out so that I can best help them decide what content to use moving forward. So just looking for someone who comes off talking about that first, I think will help you find someone who's really invested and will help you on your social media journey for sure. And the other thing is if you want social media off your plate, the one thing you need to know is there'll at least need to be a little bit of collaboration. So I know it's really tempting to just say like, here, I'm so stressed about this, just take it, which social media managers will totally do for you. But if you have a little bit of collaboration in that, and if you give at least some of your input, what you see that you're liking versus not liking, what you're really trying to promote. And so your social media manager can get an idea of like what your other marketing strategies are with like why you're posting certain things to your blog, what you're sending out to your email list, and just kind of keeping them in the know. That really helps bring that whole marketing piece together and make social media work better for you. I think it's just one of those nerve wracking things for sellers. Hiring in general is kind of scary, but I think specifically social media, because in my view, I think it's just very personal. If you were hiring for Pinterest, for example, it's just like, it's good to find someone that's good with graphic design and SEO, but there's not too much personal, but social media is scary because it's supposed to be this personal thing, you know, where you often do have like selfies and stories and videos of you and your life. And it's hard to hand that off because you're worried about how someone's going to almost pretend to be you, which is kind of what it is. I mean, uh, yeah. that's just one of my roadblocks, I think. I, you know, I've looked at yeah. hiring and then I've backed out and it's, I think it's just hard. I don't know. <laughs> that's just one of my... No, definitely for sure. And I think it's important to know too, that when we talk about hiring out for social media, like it doesn't have to be the whole kit and caboodle. Some people are just like, I want this off my plate. Like, I'll give you a little bit of input. Please take it, run with it, be me. But you can hire out for just help like creating your video content. If that's something that you're not super into, you can just hire out for someone to schedule things for you. Hire out for just someone to make the graphics for your social media. Hire out for just the copy for your social media. So even if you are worried about that, piece of it and you still want to have a little bit more of a hand in it per se, you can get chunks of it off of your plate to make it easier for you for sure and go that route. Yeah, no, that's actually the perfect answer because I think <laughs> hiring someone to just 100% take over, that's something that doesn't really, I don't know if it just doesn't really appeal to me, it feels kind of overwhelming. But hiring someone to make just the graphics maybe and or to do just like the images, but I would still be messaging and using stories and doing all that stuff. Or yeah, like I said, hiring someone who's like, you just give them your stuff and you're like, hey, here, please schedule out everything on my Facebook page for the next few weeks or months. Like here's all my posts. You can just do what you want with it. But like, you know what I mean? Like that feels a lot more manageable to me because it feels like you've still got control. And that's one of the things that I know sellers really struggle with is the control. <laughs> and I don't, and I, like, I, I never blame them because this is your business and this is like your baby and you've grown your business and you've grown your brand and it's really hard to like hand that off to someone. So sometimes if you want to get social media off your plate, just kind of starting with those baby steps. Like what do I like least about social media? Do I hate writing captions? Do I hate making video content? Do I hate scheduling X, Y, Z? And just testing out and seeing how that feels, getting it off your plate. And if you have a really good social media manager, then that will feel really good. And at some point, you might be willing to get more of it off your plate as they learn more about you and more about your business as you go forward. Perfect. That is actually really reassuring. So I'm so glad you shared good, that. Good, good. <laughs> 
You've shared some really good tips overall. I'm so glad you came on the show. So yeah, the last question I was going to have is just like, where can we find and connect with you? Like, you know, Instagram, website, that kind of thing. That would be great. Definitely. I love Instagram. That's the platform that I work out of most often. So you can find me on Instagram. I am at Foster Content Solutions. Um, So that's the name of my company is K Foster Content Solutions. So you can find me there. And there is where I post tips to help make social media more sustainable for you. That's where you can also learn about my services. If you are someone who's looking to get social media off of your plate a little bit, And if you just have like questions about social media or getting social media off your plate, like I love connecting with teacher authors. So always feel free to leave a comment, send me a message, hop in my DMs. I'm always happy to chat with people. Yeah. Oh, that's so great to hear. Well, we'll put the links in the show notes to that so people can connect with you. That'd be awesome. But yeah, thank you again for joining us. This has been awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Definitely check out the show notes so that you can connect with Cassandra and see if she's got any great tips to share on Instagram you might be interested in or you could work with her. That would be pretty cool. I really hope that you take away something from this episode and that it's mostly that you need to just make social media work for you. You don't want to be a slave to these platforms. It should be something at the end of the day that you enjoy and you don't want to be burnt out. So definitely take some of the tips that we chatted about today to make it more sustainable and make it more effective for you, whether that looks like, you know, posting a little bit less or hiring out or something like that, being just a bit more authentic so that, you know, people are more willing to buy from you. I think there's been some really great tips in this episode that I think you could definitely apply. Be sure if you haven't already to connect with me on social media. So my Instagram handle is at Terrific Selling Tactics. And I share a lot of info on there. I'm on stories every day. I'm sharing lots of posts and reels. So if you are recently new to Instagram and you haven't connected with me on there, be sure to. If you already have, don't be shy about reaching out to me. I love messaging with people and answering comments and connecting with people on social media. So don't be shy. Send me a message. If you ever have a question or you just want to chat, that sounds good to me. I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.